Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. People make fun of me because sometimes when I laugh, I clap. What do you mean? Like, honestly, that's a little bit on the... I guess you would say, I don't the, mean like... <laughs> like a seal, but huh? it's a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I could see... I understand why someone might mock you for doing that, though. Now, Especially now like, with the uh, with the mustache, you got a walrus vibe going on. I am scarier than ever with the mustache. I feel like I should have gotten more respect with the mustache because I look even more scary. I look more brutal. I think. Well, by scary, I think you mean undercover cop. But yeah, absolutely. I agree. Hey, man, that's what I want to go for. Is he a cop? Is he fucking? But Or is he the drug dealer? That's a good point. This is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel with Henry Zabrowski, Travis Morningstar. He's not going to be on the show today. He's busy working for us. For our Yeah, he's big. <laughs> he's, cool. he's putting his beak into it. F- As we go and I rip him with my cords. I make sure he's always big to work and snapping his beak. Yep, good cap, bad cop, and then uh, I don't even know. Um, all right, so. Th- Would you not say that we're pretty good bosses? Travis so. not here. To, to, to answer, which I'm almost glad that he's not. Yeah. But I think that separately we can say we're great bosses. I hope so. I want to be very nice and take care of everyone. Um, all right. Look at my mu- fucking muscles, man. Yeah, well, I don't think that has anything to do with being a good, bo- bas- a good boss or a bad boss. I just know that if we were all in a building on fire, right, and if there's a big fire and stuff, I would save Travis. Okay. Which I think puts me above most other bosses. Yeah, no, you could actually do that. Yeah, okay, I could see that happening. No problem. I could save Travis. You could be a hero. Um, all right, so we got some fun stories to get to today. I don't know if fun is the right word necessarily, but there'll be interesting stories. But first I'm off, fun with it. we got to talk about what happened here. The the time traveler from the episode, from last oh week's my episode, God. the dude from the year 3700, evidently, oh according to literally... Over a thousand messages via Twitter, Instagram, and email, probably on Facebook, but I didn't even check, have alerted us that the man quoted a Jonas Brothers song in regards to us living underwater. And I was then forced <laughs> to not just learn about the Jonas Brothers, which I literally couldn't pick out of a lineup. I couldn't no. pick one of those kids. I've never heard one of their songs nope. by choice. I wouldn't know what their songs were. That that, that song actually was a cover of a, another UK boy band called 
busted. Oh. I guess it was a big hit in the UK. And I had several people have the gall to tell me that that article duped us <laughs> as if we believed that the man was traveling. And we thought it was from time, from the future. We thought it was a fun story to go through. I did not know it was a lyric. No. I don't listen to music you, that children listen to. But honestly, to. it was one of those things where, first of all, I didn't realize we have such a crossover with the Jonas Brother did audience. Not know. Uh, but a very awesome audio. If you love that band, that's good for you. Sure, whatever. But, do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know. I'm happy we didn't know the lyric. I am I am ha- I am extremely happy that we did Can not know there was a Jonas the Brother guff, lyric. The guff I would receive <laughs> for the rest of our fucking career together, where I would have to I would sit there and, and have to be like reveal inadvertently that I'm a Jonas Brothers super fan. <laughs> Somewhere deep in there. Like, what I would get from your fucking ass? I mean, it would it would be interesting, That's uh, to say the least. So, yes. As, you as, would as, fucking, you would ride my ass. I would be roasted until the end of time. Well, you know, I, I think it would be it would be one of those things, like when you play a choose-your-own-adventure game, and when you, when you choose ob- one option, and then it'll just say in the corner, like, your relationship with Henry has changed. Like, it yes. would definitely be like, well, like I, I wouldn't necessarily freak out right now, but I'd be like, I'm going to log that. He's just a huge Jonas Brothers fan. Just in case, remember. just in case he does get arrested for God knows what in the future, be like, well, you know what? Makes sense. He was a Jonas Brothers fan. So I could have told that that 34 year old man <laughs> loved listening to those boys dance. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they oh do. My goodness. Are they a dancing group? I have no idea. I know they're really religious, I think, and they're big. In Are the- they? Yes, there's something like that. I, I don't know. I think know. they're just British. No, I don't think. Are they British? I think the band they stole know. the song from is. I don't even know if they stole it. I have no idea. I- I have no fucking clue. But yes, I don't to, know. to Henry's previous point about us being duped, I don't think no one was duped. It was a that it was a dupe. Oh, good lord! Anyway, good lord! Now look at us. Now we're frantically <laughs> defending ourselves. This also, is what's happening, and this is the Republican trick. This is how it always uh, is. We're sitting here defending ourselves so somebody else comes and controls the narrative. That's right. And now, oh. Oh, oh put my back against them. Uh-huh. Now someone's listening to me like, man, they're really talking about how they don't like the Jonas Brothers. I guess they really love the Jonas Brothers? Is that, what, is that what's going it. on? Yeah, fuck you. No, also, no. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> on the last don't, episode, we also asked what people, which, or, or who, what celebrity has Hugh, been propelled, Hume, has been propelled to celebrity because of a crime. And we did get some good responses. One of the responses was uh, Jeremy Meeks. Do you remember him, Henry? He was the hot yes. felon. Ugh. What? <laughs> it's just like, we've done so much work yeah, but in our lives. He's, years of work. He stole a car. Honest work. He stole a car and had an illegal firearm and took a gorgeous mugshot. Have you ever done that? He's got beautiful ice blue eyes, yes. But now he's got a modeling contract. And I'll tell you what, you took you years of doing a podcast just to get a modeling contract. When you got yours, you're short-lived. My Kmart, short-lived my, foray. My Kmart big and tall modeling contract, which, by the way, I'm fairly certain, sight unseen, that's when they booked me. Uh, because they saw me about three months before they booked me, and they didn't realize I had been a little bit of uh, eaten. I've been doing a lot of eating. So I showed up, and then they were like, huh. And I was like, I will take my money. And then the the other model was all jacked and strong, and, and he he obviously deserved to be there. I probably sunk his chances of being in a Kmart ad. 
Good. Nonetheless. I'm glad that you were a fucking grenade from other models. <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. Your whole nice. life was just, you You just get to be handsome. Uh, that's just what you get to be. Well, they work hard for it. They, get, they go to the gym. They're doing what? They, I guess that's yeah, true. They do that work. is true. Now, I don't, know if, that's true. I don't know if Jeremy Meeks worked hard for it. He just committed yeah. a crime, a felony. He uh, didn't fucking work hard for jack shit. Also, why isn't the photographer who took that picture, who took the mugshot, he should be like, uh, what's the name of, what is it, Dov Sharnoff or whatever the name of that guy is? He should be a, a fashion photographer now. You should. You know for a fact that Officer Dubunsky <laughs> is sitting there thinking every day, being like, and I tell you, I knew when I saw them eyes. That's a stark quality. Uh-huh. And I, that's why I've been telling every woman I get near, I am a tastemaker. <laughs> and you got the taste that I want to put on my mouth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, Meeks was sentenced to 27 months in prison on charges of possession of a firearm and grand theft. That was in 2015. His sentence also included 36 months of supervised release after he left prison. As of June of 2018, uh, he's basically done. And now officially he is he's done with all probation. And so he can travel around and he can be a supermodel to the stars and marry, I think, he already did marry some gal. Um, so anyway, oh. he got extremely lucky because he committed a crime, and uh, because of that, he is got, now a celebrity. Got but good out of it. He got a whole GD fucking career out of it. He got a career. Also, Henry, now you have a little bit more insight into this. What is it? Is it it's, uh, Sagawawa? Sag Sagawa? Issye Sagawa. Okay. Now that was a cannibal. He also went for it. He ended up having a career after going to jail for a short period of time for being mentally ill in Japan. I forget what year it was. He uh, ate a, a roommate of his huh. or a friend of his, a Dutch student that he became obsessed with when he was uh, being trained in Europe. He got out of jail in Japan because he was mentally ill. He only served a small period of time. And then he went on to be on a bunch of television shows. He went on to make a bunch of comic books. He is a very strange character. Very strange. So he's another one. And it's my understanding he also came from a lot of cash and a lot of clout. That really helped him get out of prison early, obviously. Ise Sagawa, it says right here, yes, his killing of Hartsfeld, yes. And he's just been doing a bunch of shit since then. And also Michael Aleg, the famous party monster. Oh, After, yes. since he's been out of jail, now he is back for he murdered his roommate in a coke-fueled frenzy. It's a Story we will do. Oh yes, on last podcast. Have to, have to. Um, but I guess he's getting back into fucking uh, party promotion and shit. Oh my goodness! And if he's like it. It worked for him. All right. There's a couple of celebrities there. And uh, dare I say, I mentioned this man's name on uh, this week's episode of Last Podcast on the Left. By the way, you guys are in for a treat. Solar Temple Part Two. Uh, going to be very awesome. Um, but Jordan Belfort, I would argue he was also a person who was made famous by crime, and of course a movie uh, was made after him with the name Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, very great film. Very entertaining film. Great supporting cast in that film. I heard that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you fucking better have. Of course. You fucking better have. If I didn't, I'd be wrong. Oh, well, oh, no. So Michael Aleg, according to this, on Thursday, September, on Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, Aleg was arrested for trespassing and smoking crystal meth oh. in Joyce Kilmer Park in Concourse outside of the Bronx Supreme Court at approximately 1.30 a.m. Whoa. He was detained because apparently the park closes after dusk. So that was the problem, um, not the meth? 
no, then it turned into that. He got picked up because it was there after dusk, and he's just hanging out being like, it's a lovely afternoon, isn't it? They're like, yeah. The complaint alleges that police found a bag of crystal meth and a pipe with residue from the drug in his jacket pocket. Oh, my God. So he's not doing well. All right. Well, I guess the party hasn't ended for that guy yet, although it seems like it really should have. Um, He also released a pop song written and produced by Greg Tanous. Oh, that is good. He also was he he did a bunch of oil paintings. Wow. All right. It's multi talented. Let me see what this is one we see Michael Alig's song. Honestly, see he seems he seems busy, uh, which means that maybe the meth is working. He seems to be keeping his hands occupied and maybe meth on the brain. Okay. The song's called What's In by Tanus. Okay. Featuring Michael Alig and DJ Kioki. Rock and roll. I think it's whoa. It's a '90s It's a '90s satirical piece <laughs> with video made to look like an old VHS found in a thrift store. It is him walking through Central Park, dance rap. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Um, okay. Also, Takashi Six Nine. Evidently, he's now in prison uh, and looking at 32 years to life. Speaking of rappers, who maybe oh he God. got a little bit more name recognition because of a crime, um, but of course he was a little bit well known in uh, in that world now. But uh, we'll see um, if he ever uh, gets out. I'm gonna say Scum Gang. Is that what it's that's called? His, that's his crew. Oh. Listen, Kissel. I know what the kids. I are, know you do. Right? I know what the kids do. I'm, I'm on the beat. I'm out there with, the, with I understand what the, what the youngsters like, uh-huh. what they connect to. Takashi six nines, Takashi, Takashi, Takashi. You nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Sixty nine, man. <laughs> he um is not talented. All right. Well, apparently he was talented <laughs> at racketeering, but okay. What is racketeering? You know, that's what I was. I think it's just it's all the the mafia crimes. Whatever a mafia crime is, Aaron, I'm looking I think it's it up. money I'm laundering. I think it's yeah, he was gun running. He was he was what busy. is okay. Racketeering is when organized groups run illegal businesses known as rackets. Oh, and an organized crime ring uses legitimate organizations to embezzle funds. Okay, that's so it. it's just a bunch of different crimes. It's a it's a list under because I know he was selling guns. Yes, he was both selling and harboring guns, and it was involved in a bunch of crimes. Yes, and there was a uh, a pretty uh, nasty uh, sexual situation there that occurred as well, involving a young person. So he's definitely. Not I think a good it guy. involves an act that seems to be referenced in a song titled "Brain." Ugh. That he did, which I believe is street talk for a blowjob. All right. Well, it seems like it's more going in the ear than the mouth there. But hey, what do uh, I? What do I that know? Is I am feeling lit. I am feeling <laughs> cool. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see a new new word for cool. I'm gonna look this up. New word for cool in 2018. Well, I hope Let's it's it's it radical when it comes right here. Cool words millennials use. That's what it says right here. Uh, it says this little list. It's a begin a slideshow here. Let's see what it says here. Look, Cray. Uh, oh, Cray. he was this Cray. Is, I know that one. Well, that's too old. Yeah, that's not new anymore. Gucci. All right. Well, let's see here. Why do we even? This is the example that this is the example that Refinery Twenty Nine used for the word Gucci. It's not the Italian fashion company. Gucci in slang means good, fine, or okay. I'm coming over at ten. and We're going to eat pigs, pigs in blankets before going out. Gucci. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is it the most Midwest example ever? Yes. That is like that is my correspondence with my friends uh, growing up in Wisconsin. All right. Well, why did we even start talking about people who were propelled to celebrity by crime? Casey Anthony, of course, was the reason we start talking about that. And Casey Anthony's father was actually in the news this week. He was left in with incapacitating injuries after a crash. In Florida, the father of Casey Anthony, of course, she was found not guilty in 2011. He crashed his car in Florida on the interstate, incapacitating injuries. George and Anthony was driving with his wife, Cindy Anthony. They had a Toyota 4Runner on Interstate 4 in Daytona Beach when he ran off th- when he ran off the right shoulder and attempted to swerve back before losing control of the vehicle. The vehicle overturned several times before coming to a stop off the median shoulder, the Florida Highway Patrol has said. So he was flown to a hospital in serious condition. I. It seems like he maybe saw somebody else in a goofy costume. <laughs> And he was so incensed that someone else could play it that he tried to murder him. I feel obviously very bad. Of course. For George Anthony. Um, it's unfortunate. It seems like uh, maybe in some sort of subconscious fashion, he willed it upon himself. No. Almost. Oh, you think, especially you, with, you think this was uh, an attempt at a, a um, what do you call it, a, a, a non-conscious suicide attempt? Vehicular suicide or something like that? Hmm. I feel that he... It's maybe it's not a coincidence because Casey Anthony's becoming bubbling back up. She's been bubbling back up in the news right. recently. It seems to be she's doing it almost on purpose. She got a new team or something. She's been talk, making a lot more comments to the press than she has in many many years. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I wonder if it has something to do with it. Perhaps, a, but I don't know. A, a subconscious suicide attempt. It is possible. It's unclear why George drove his vehicle off the road. He does not remember what happened before the crash, according to the Florida traffic uh, crash report. No one else was injured. George and Cindy, of course, we know why they made all their headlines. So it, the father was in a crash, and I suppose I'm going to say this, wishing him a speedy recovery. Although, Bible, I'm with you, my brother. That's another term as here is Bible. Um, Bible, <laughs> which means if you're going to say the truth, you say it first. See, Bible, I'm with you. Buddy, I hope he I hope he gets better. Bible means you're actually, about to spit out the truth. Hashtag adulting. Duh. Really? Interesting. Duh, I'm hashtag adulting. I'm getting turned on it. I mean, we're gonna get turned on news of his recovery. Okay. I feel that he is uh looking for a way out, and won't God just let him go? <sighs> it's just let him go. It's he's so sad. It's been a hard run. His whole run. life has been destroyed. Yes. Yeah, his whole life. It's been, been a hard run. Of course, as we all know from the Casey Anthony series, the defense team basically put him on trial instead of Casey Anthony. And uh, it wasn't because they were accusing him of being world's greatest dad. Uh, they accused him of quite disgusting acts uh, with and his daughter. Was, so It was quite a cavalier uh, trial. Did they, they cavalierly, they destroyed his entire life. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is incredibly sad. Yes. Uh, but, you know, now he's out. And you got O.J. Simpson hanging out in St. Pete, where I was, was like, literally there for my wedding. This is an amazing story. O.J. Simpson speaking. He was just hanging out where the f- he lives there now, apparently. So this happened, and this was, so it was in St. Petersburg. This was on Tuesday night of this past week. And uh, this is, uh, is again, uh, right where Henry and Natalie got married. A beautiful area, by the way. It is a gorgeous place, St. Pet- uh, Petersburg. And Simpson was spotted out on Beach Drive at a downtown jazz club, Rudy- Ruby's Elixir. 
And yeah, dude, that's a very big bar down there. That's a that's a pretty popular bar. He was fucking around that, and he apparently moved down there to be closer to his kids. Right. Um, we are turning into Tiger Beat. <laughs> like this is literally serial killer Tiger Beat or murderer yes. Tiger Beat. What is happening with the content in this world that we're in right now, where it's literally just the people? Because this that kind of thing was paid for by people. That kind of coverage was paid for by. Uh, like PR. So do you think that Casey Anthony and OJ seriously both have PR firms working for them at this point? Absolutely. How much money? Absolutely. What do you think OJ? So if you're OJ Simpson, obviously you can't make money off of a crime if found guilty. Uh, He was not found guilty. So how much money do you think he's actually pulling in? Enough for a PR firm to cover his actions? I imagine he's got a couple of weird flows of income. I imagine he... uh, uh, probably a lot of it, some of it could be vaguely pro bono or hoping that it's all going to pan out to some form of uh, some form of a reality television sure. show or a further book. Like there's a people that will still like, again, we brought up interviewing Casey Anthony people got. It's a very, very uh, hotly debated not split, but obviously the right. idea is like to to interview her is completely classless. Right. But anybody will do it. Someone will eventually do oh, it. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, those news um, outlets are clamoring to get the first interview of Casey or at least the first one in a couple of years. And OJ, probably the same. According to St. Petersburg resident Paul Brown, he was having an anniversary dinner with his wife at Cassis on Beach Drive. By the way, and this is when OJ walked in with around five or six people. You're having an anniversary dinner with your wife. You got to, you got to, and you see OJ, you got to grab your wife and hold her close, right? Like, you don't. I feel like that. You don't push her towards him <laughs> and be like, OJ, kill this one. OJ, look. OJ, I got one for you. It's also. <laughs> oh, OJ, you're funny. Uh, uh, you remember when you used to play football? Huh. Yeah. Uh, his, his name, it's also interesting. His last name is Brown. Kind of interesting. Uh, this, is, this is how that interaction went. He said, I said, hey, OJ. And he said, hi, how are you? And then he goes on to say, I w- and then he goes on to say, I was the only one who said anything to him. Everyone was kind of very quiet, but after he was gone, we all looked at each other like, wow, I wish I'd taken a picture now. (laughs) God. I don't feel bad for him. Like, I don't feel bad for him. I, it is just like, he is, so you say there's no justice. Right. At least these people are pariahs for the rest of the time. Um, I know that they are not in jail. Yeah, but Henry, which way you would prefer to have them there? But, but he didn't say his biggest regret was like, I wish I would have punched him in the face. By the way, OJ, I'm still not messing with him. His head is the size of like eight basketballs put together. Um, He's a but big man. The big regret was he didn't take a picture with him. He was yes. so OJ, and you see now if you go and. Uh, uh, Google image OJ, uh, you know, whatever picture people are beginning now to just take selfies with him, and everyone's oh, yeah. happy. No, true crime is is hit a, a saturation point, and I wonder where it's going to go from there. He said, you know what I mean, where he is just straight up a celebrity still. I mean, he always was, right? But just even getting a picture of it, I I would have a hard time. I would be tempted. But I would be very difficult for me to to speak with. Well, it's bizarre. Barbara Gray, who was visiting St. Petersburg from Alabama, very fun place to visit, posted photos of a smiling O.J. Simpson from the Canopy Roof Bar at the Birchwood. This is according to this is what she said. She said, oh, my God, he was at the Birchwood. He was at Birchwood. Do you know that? (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is what oh she said. Oh she said he took selfies He's... with anyone who asked. Uh, she went on to say, I didn't want one, but he knew people were taking photos of him. So a lot of oh, people, yeah. and then you can see all the photos. Oh, my God, and, buddy. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's also like, what do you expect? I mean, it's the zoo. I guess this is what you want from people. You want to be able to take pictures of his fucking ass. Like he's like he's literally in a zoo, right? Absolutely. So uh, there was also a singer that was performing at Ruby's Elixir that evening, uh, who posted a selfie with O.J. Simpson, but evidently got a lot of unwanted attention. So that singer has since uh, deleted the picture. So it appears, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine it would be difficult. For so anyway, later so, on. So if you're out, wow, there, interesting. Yes, if you're out there, the St. Peter's. Uh, St. Petersburg area, watch out. Mr. Simpson is uh, out there looking to have a good time. And, uh, you know, he did do some time in prison. So it's it's an interesting situation altogether. What do you do? What do you do? I don't know. Samuel Little, the serial killer that we talked about last time, he's being linked to more and more kills in terms of this is the kind of seems to be an update episode now, this is, uh, now, that is getting more and more tenuous. This is the guy who said that he killed 90, right? Yes, okay. it seems to be they are pretty close they're tying him to uh pretty closely to nine murders and they got a little bit out of him in terms of his recent uh he made a little bit of a confession he's there's this one police officer that he seems to kind of opened up to okay which was a man by the name of james holland um, and he straight up said the terms, uh, he said, asked him right about, why would you do this? And his answer was that God put him on this earth to do what he was doing. Uh, no, he didn't. It seems like it would be like an opposite town. Now, if I don't know, I don't feel like you're, so that's, you know, like what he, if, if God exists, I don't know if that's necessarily what he's doing there. Right. I think mostly he's answering a lot of football prayers and, um, and giving kids AIDS. I don't know what else God's doing. He's staying busy. Um, that's for sure. If I, if I find out that what you just quoted, uh, the serial killer little as saying it's from a Jonas yeah. brother. Goddamn lyric. I swear to God, I am just going to be, because then no one's talking about the episode. No one's watching this. No one's listening to the show anymore. They're all listening to Jonas Brothers. That was not what we were supposed to do. We also did that at the very top of the episode last week. All of the other stories that we were going to cover. All right. Well, let's get to, I got one here that's extremely disturbing because it involves the death of dogs. And that is not Ugh. that is not good. So this is uh, this is from the bulletin. It's uh, entitled "Animal Abuse Investigation Uncovers Horrific Scene in Bend." Wesley Abel Brady is suspected in earlier uh, arson. The investigation into the man of cu- accused of setting fires inside a historic home in Bend took a disturbing turn when authorities found signs of animal abuse at his home in Deschutes River Woods and heard stories uh. of puppies being cooked in a crock pot. Oh, my God. Oh, This is a disgusting story. Uh, investigators found a partially skinned dog and dead rabbits at the home of this dude. He's 37 years old, which is, I don't know why I thought of him being a little bit older than that. But, yeah, I don't know why. Um, earlier this month, uh, Brady has been charged with burglary and arson for a November 2nd incident in Bend. Uh, uh, authorities also suspect him of aggravated first-degree animal abuse, though he has not been charged with that. So this is what happened. 
So when Brady was arrested on burglary and arson charges on November 5th, authorities felt he, quote, needed care. So they sent him to the hospital. But then he later just left. The hospital just straight up released him, which I think Jesus is a little Christ. weird. That's not good. So the hospital just releases him. So how did the police even find out that this dude was probably connected to the arsons in the first place? Well, according to the cops, they found receipts that traced uh, back to Brady uh, and a home to the home that he shares with his father and 17-year-old son. Three days later, this is where the story even gets more disgusting. Three days later, sheriff's deputies and Ben police officers arrived at Brady's house on a gate road to follow up with their arson investigation. Brady again, he led them. Uh, he led the deputies around his property. This is where Jeff Pope, he's the sheriff's deputy, he saw a dead, half-skinned dog under a wheelbarrow, according to a search warrant affidavit uh, filed by Deschutes County Circuit Court. So we have one half-skinned dog under a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. Oh, and then he later said, uh, Brady later told a Bend officer the dog showed up at his house a few days before Halloween, quote, through a portal, and it had died of natural causes. He skinned the dog in a ritual to connect with the gray wolf so he could connect to another realm. Whoa. Okay, so he's deeply right. You think this is correct? You think the dog yeah, did show I mean, up in a portal? Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. If the dog shows up in a portal, I mean, like, you know, what you, the, the writing's on the wall. Uh-huh. All right. Well, apparently the dog was taken to bed to Bend Veterinary Hospital, where a necropsy oh. nec- necropsy Necro- necropsy oh, was conducted. And uh, Pope saw a so sad. This is very very sad. It really is. And also, Pope, this is a bad day for this deputy. By the way, the deputy no. also yes, saw exactly. <laughs> the deputy also saw a room with numerous Barbie and Ken dolls, quote, in various sexual positions. Several <laughs> of the Barbie dolls were gay. So this guy is, it's probably good that they caught him already, and it's not for sadistic murder of a person. One of the Barbies was hanging upside down with the head cut off, and there was a puddle under it that was simulating blood. So he was cool. He was really getting into playing with the with the Barbies, I guess. And <laughs> this man's very um insane. Yeah. This man is a this man is an insane person. Uh, I don't like that he's killing the dogs. Nope. I do appreciate if you're going to let your freak flag fly, you really get into it. But I mean, you can do whatever you want with Kendalls. Sure, you can do whatever you want with the Barbies and stuff like that. If you want to build a whole house of them all fucking each other, great. Yeah, I mean, if you can do, I mean, as long as that means that's good because it means you're busy. It means you're inside your house, and I don't have to meet you. Absolutely. So Pope, again, the world's least lucky, the world's least lucky deputy, was shown a room set up as, and this is a quote: "It was some type of ritual altar. It had stones and trinkets set up in a unique pattern. There were two plastic fifty-five gallon drums, each containing soil and a dead rabbit." Weird. I have no idea. It's this guy, he's a little um, Domery. He is a is little Is what this bit. sounds like. What do you th- he's a little Domery. I wonder if he ends up killing people. Well, that's the thing. If At this point, right, so the, obviously the Ken and the Barbie stuff, there's nothing illegal there. The rabbit, perhaps, obviously the dog thing is it's first-degree animal abuse. But, like, they can't charge him with... I, I hate thought crime. I hate pre-crime. But I'm just going to say, if, if you have to be like, who's going to, who's going to murder someone... This guy. This guy. This guy is very well will probably murder someone. Yeah, exactly. But it's very difficult to to go after somebody when you've not committed an actual crime. You can't you can't just uh, arrest somebody just because they're fucking wiggity wackity. 
Absolutely. So Roger Brady shared information with law enforcement, some of it chilling. He said, two months ago, Brady's dog had a litter of puppies, and two of the puppies went missing. One day, he oh. saw a crockpot simmering in the kitchen. This, oh, is a, this is a quote from this dude. Roger looked in the crockpot and found two puppies cooking in the pot. Oh, Roger God. said they stayed in the pot for about two weeks, and then Roger got upset and buried them in the yard. Okay, oh. I'm just going to say, Mr. Roger Brady here, two weeks? It took two you weeks. two weeks to get these dogs out of a crockpot to bury them? I, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of miscommunication going on in this, ca- in this fucking case. I think so. It seems that this is not good. This is not how this should be. Definitely not. This is not how this should be done. Um, oh, God. You got to police your friends. This, yes. A little bit. A little bit. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, I like to go on a limb sure. comedically. You know what I mean? But I like to think that if I went truly, deeply, impenetrably insane, you guys would find a way to, to get me in a net. <laughs> put me into it a hospital. Well, I mean, like, if if all of a sudden, like, hey, how's Wendy doing? Oh, oh, she's you. Oh, she's off to college. You, she went to. Oh, yeah, yeah. She got a job out of town. She did, huh? Well, she got a job out of town. She's really traveling a lot for work now. So yeah, so she's not around right now. But I am getting. An- you can meet this other dog I found through the time portal. <laughs> Uh, That's my eating dog. Oh, my goodness. So this is just to put a button on this fucked up dude, Justin Wesley Brady. Brady's ex-wife filed for- No, he has a failed marriage? Yes. And not just that, she asked that all visitation of their one-year-old daughter be supervised by Brady's mother. The, mer- the, yeah. the mother that created this guy. I don't even understand. Like, this I ex-wife, don't even know. This ex-wife seems to be pretty nice to even think about a visit, let alone... Uh, even letting him see the child. Right. <laughs> after he put two puppies in a crock pot. <sighs> I understand forgiveness is good. Sure. The holding on to grudges causes cancer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's, just, let's just do it. I'm, this is I don't not, know if that's uh, true, some but... Some homeopathic bullshit. It's going to kill okay. you. Okay. All right? You can't hold on grudges. You can't do it. But I got to tell you what. There's some things that you just kind of be like, you can even forgive them. I guess. I don't think he's asked for forgiveness at this point. The only thing he said mm-hmm. is that he didn't know about the rabbits. <laughs> I just... I, People criticize... We feel too guilty for too much stuff. Yeah, I guess. That's guess. the problem. That's what we do. That's how we feel. Good Lord, that fucking story is horrifying. Yep. Um, do you know that you can get... Um, uh, you can now buy a chunk of the lead singer of Mayhem's skull? Really? The guy who committed to had... Uh, the... Uh, According to Serial Killer Inc., a true crime collectibles and memorabilia company is now selling two-page typelaters for... Serial Killers Inc., a true crime collectibles and memorabilia company, okay. is now selling a two-page type letter from Mayhem founder Osteen's Euronymous Arseth to Tomas Vomosi, manager for the band Tormentor and the Hungarian rep for Euronymous's label Death Like Silence. Okay, now I gotta ask, what's a brain? Uh, what's a skull fragment going for these days? It's a little piece of skull. It's about the size. It's a little bit smaller than a penny. Okay, and what is and it? And he all- said it is. 
$3,500. Oh, my God. That is a, yep. that's a pretty pricey uh, amount of cash for a, a, a size of a well, penny. Well, this is Dead's head. This is Dead. It's a piece of Dead skull. And how do so we... So Dead, who committed suicide, was famously put on the album cover, um, the, his suicide picture. And so, yeah, you could buy the little chunk of skull for $3,500. It's about the size of a chiclet. Well, what? How do we know it's his? Is there? Does it come with like an authentic? You got to take the guy selling its word for you, man. Word for it, man. I, if you want to really question, how metal are you? I well, you know I, what I mean, a thirty five hundred bucks is. I mean, that's no. Uh, you know, that's not a. Uh, uh, you know, throwing a quarter away there. That's quite expensive. I mean, I, it is. It is. I will say that John Wayne Gacy's. I've, I have looked at her close to eleven, twelve grand. Now, when John Wayne Gacy, when it comes to that, when it comes to selling his art, does his like family? Because I know he had kids, right? Yeah, I think it does go to Victims Association. That's the only way you can legally sell them now. You can kind of do, they have to go back to a a Victims Association. So this dude for Mayhem, obviously he committed suicide. Is this going to, is his family selling off his No, all of this is fucked up. All of this is not, all of this is not legit. Huh, interesting. A lot of this stuff gets fenced anyway. A lot of this stuff is done uh, by word of mouth. I see. Honestly, most of this is done by word of mouth. If you're going to find a lot of serial killer memorabilia, for the most part, just ends up in people's hands. And you want to kind of keep that stuff off the books. Right, right, right. Okay, well, are you going to purchase it or? No. What's the what's the? No, I got to buy. What are you going to buy? Hmm. I don't know. In terms of like, if I were to choose one true crime. Yeah, one thing. One artifact. And then it can be as... As classless and disturbing as possible, but what would be one thing that you would want to get? We have now, I mean, the problem is that it's always now that we're in the middle of it because we're doing Order of the Solar Temple to get that fucking sword mm. that he had would be fucking pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, that would be what was it, Demombro? We won't know this. There's a holster, Demombro's uh, uh, his version of Excalibur. Yeah. That would be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I think that that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. Absolutely. You guys yeah. will learn more about his Demombro's sword in this week's episode of the Solar Temple. All right. I'm trying to think maybe hmm what would it for me? I like ghost shit. Yeah, ghost stuff is awesome. That's what I would rather have in my house. I'm I'm kind of a little bit past having the serial killer memorabilia right. because now I have enough of it. I have the the pieces I have. I now are that's the cap. I I it's at three pieces. What do you have now? Because I know you used to have silverware that belonged to Ted Bundy, right? I don't like to fully disclose what I have. I keep it a secret. Really? Is it anything yes. that I have touched or eaten off of? Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, you've uh, you've seen what I have, but I keep my shit a secret. I like to keep it on lockdown. Yeah, all right. Especially because I never know what I can legally get me in trouble. Ah, uh, but a lot of it is the it's stuff that. Uh, I like to keep it all on a, on, a, on a bit of a lockdown. Uh, I would rather have something more esoteric. Right. Man. You know what I think that would, I would be kind do? of cool. I think I would get uh, Charles Manson's guitar. I think that would be kind. That of would cool. be cool as shit. That would be cool as shit. Because there's something I'd like to touch it. Yeah, there's something about having a musical instrument. You get to actually play it, and then you know, if you believe that there is some kind of attachment, some energy, energy. attachment, it'd be kind of if you if you just nailed like the perfect song and you got everyone in a trance because it was Charles Manson's guitar. If I could, if I could get a full set of an, either an L. Ron Hubbard, one of his suits, mm. the LRH jumpsuit that he had. 
for the for the Sea Org with the captain's hat. Sure. Ooh, I'd never take it off. I know. The, I would literally never take it off. Does it, it does it make you feel bad at all that it would fit perfectly? Does that I no it doesn't. I feel like it it's more speaks towards my destiny. <laughs> because he got out clean, man. He did. He did, and it, it, and he produced a bunch of films. Yes, which we're hoping to do. Yeah, that's true. And of course, uh, we were talking about this again on this week's episode. So make sure you check it out, Part Two, Solar Temple. But uh, Scientology seems to be bigger than ever in a strange way. There's they're advertising quite a bit for their television channel. Um, they're still so, functioning, man. Uh, there's another. St- that's the most that you could even say about them is that they are fucking still going. Signed is a bit of a Scientology update. Okay. Leah Remini claims Tom Cruise knows about abuse in Scientology. He's been a part of it. Yes. Leah Remini is alleging that Tom Cruise not only knows about the abuse, but he has personally administered punishment on a high-ranking member. He is very aware of the abuses that go on in Scientology. Remini told the Daily Beast in an interview. He's been part of it. We've already heard this. Can you imagine um, that, though? Getting beat up. Like, you're just, you go to Scientology, and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. You, I don't know, your thetans are off. And then you're getting beaten. You look up, and you're like, the dude from Cocktail. Like, can you imagine getting beat up by Tom Cruise? We talk about this you again. You better be it's, it's crazy. fucking frightened of Tom Cruise. That's what I'm saying right now. So when you meet him, when we eventually will at some point meet him, you venerate him. Because he will smack you on the nose like you're a giant, misbehaving fucking dog. Yes. He is strong, got little hands. Um, he has been with David Miscavige. They hang out quite a bit. They're close to, they would consider each other best friends. Yep. Um, and this is according to Remini. She also claimed Scientologists are told that Tom Cruise is saving the world single-handedly. So he is considered a deity within Scientology. So I guess yes. if you're Tom Cruise... Of course. Why would you ever let that go? Yeah, exactly. Why would you ever let it go? You can never let go. That's why people say like, oh, they have something on him. That's why they do it. And it's like, no. I think the reason why he's stayed in there is because he is a fucking god. And when you are five foot nothing and treated as a god, it's really difficult to come back down. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that as a a small man, that if I hit god status. Right. I ain't turning back around. Even if even if it's the cult that's hurting thousands of people? I've already made my bed, and I am laughing and rolling around in it. <laughs> I am so, already enjoying it. So, you can't take that from my fucking hands. But, you know, the church, this is according to Remedy as well, the church also uh, hides a lot of their, um, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, more negative things that they might be doing from Tom Cruise. Of course. This is what she says. Of course. She says that the church will, quote, They'll go. They'll go so far as if Tom Cruise is walking uh, to a certain place, they'll make sure there are no magazines that are anti Scientology, so he can't see them. Um, so maybe he's also. I mean, he's got to know that Scientology has had some negative press. He's a kept boy. Yeah, he's a kept boy. He's kept happy, and that's all he gives a shit about. And they keep throwing him roles. Scientology is losing its power in Hollywood, but not. With the with the the literally thousands of slaves that he has, I mean, but it doesn't seem like it's affecting Tom Cruise's career any. Uh, he just had the Mission Impossible, I think it was Mission Impossible Fallout, and that earned nearly eighty. Or I'm sorry, it earned nearly eight hundred million dollars worldwide. Um, yep, so, man, I'm still a movie star, man. Yeah, 
It's a, he, he seems to be doing all right despite being second in command of Scientology and evidently a god to those poor souls. No one's fucking stopping him. That's for goddamn certain. Um, so uh, w- he'll just have to hit a wall to stop. Uh, Once he gets truly old to stop denying that he's old, yeah, that's I think that's going to start really coming down for him. Well, do you ever think, and I know we got we to gotta wrap it up here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. But do you ever think there's going to be a justice moment if, if he does beat the hell out of a bunch of people, which I'm sure he has? Do you ever think someone's going to be like, no, dude, we still have a rule. There are still laws here. You can't just physically assault me. I think that Scientology, either LRH is coming back, which they're still waiting for. I don't know if that's going to happen. Or Scient- I don't know. But Scientology is going to probably implode, and then he's just going to do the natural death of all actors. Where you just, you become too old to work. Well, You're too fat and gross. You start selling cash. Nobody cares. You start doing cash for gold commercials and telling everyone selling- about Time Life Collections. Yeah, doing the tactical flashlight <laughs> stuff, all that kind of bullshit. So I feel Honestly. like in the end that his he's using Scientology to try to control time's effect on him. I think there's a part mm. of it that he also believes that Scientology is real and eventually it will make him immortal. That he will be able to Ugh. travel the echelons of time using his mind. That he will be able to jump from body to body. And, but I think that at some point, unless it's completely real. Uh-huh. Uh, he is, he will, there will be, it, the sad facts will open to him. Right. Well, he can definitely fit inside a lot of bodies, uh, that little Russian doll that he is. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, anything we want to, we want to say, uh, we'll see you in Indianapolis and see in we'll Indy? see you in Chicago. See you in Chicago. we see you in Chicago. We're really excited to do that, man. Excited to get fucking, we're going to get hammered all over again, aren't we? <laughs> we're doing it again. Yes, and thanks to everyone who gives for our Patreon. We love you. Without you, none of this is possible. As always. And uh, thank you. Hail yourselves, everyone. Um, If you're going to live, man, Uh-oh. I hope you do, man. Oh, yikes. Live, laugh, and love, man. Okay. Every day. Buy a pillow. <laughs> Why don't we? So it's like there are a lot of people that have been sarcastically even talking about Triple L. Why don't we go back to non-sarcastically talking about it? And y'all just go out there and buy a bunch of memorabilia for the the, the Etsy moms uh-huh. that are desperate for your business. Yes, absolutely. All right, hail Satan, Magustalations, hail me. Welcome back to our studio, where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. <laughs>